It's time for Larry No Sports. My guest tonight, he is the host of the upcoming Bringing the Backups podcast. Evil Eric Helwig. Hello, Larry. I'm your host. Hello, Eric. I'm Larry. Sorry, I stepped on you. There, That's okay. Man. Please step away. It's it's full contact sports. Jesus Christ, who who maintains that energy after that intro? That's insane. Yeah, uh, it's all downhill from here. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's hilarious, man. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, of course. Um, so you're living in LA. Yes, sir. And you're from uh, the Philly area or DC area. I'm, so I'm a military brat, so I don't have a home, but mm-hmm. I spent like a, like high school in the D.C. area. My dad's from Philly, so he brainwashed me to like Philly sports teams. That's why a lot of people think I'm from Philly, because I'm like a diehard Eagles, Philly, Sixers, Flyers fan. Nice. But I've never, never actually lived there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. You probably yeah. don't want to go there. I don't know. Well, I still, well, I still, <laughs> you son of a bitch. No, I still <laughs> like it there. It's, I mean, my grandparents lived there for a long time. So we would, you know, no matter where we were living, even when we were like abroad, we would still go to Philly a lot. And my dad used to take me to games at the, uh, the old veteran stadium. Oh yeah. So like a lot of my, like a lot of like my first childhood memories are still Philly sports related, but I always feel like a little bit of a poser being like Philly till I die. Cause like, I don't know anything about the city other than like just rooting for the teams. I think that's a big part of it. Like every, everybody I've ever met from Philly loves the Eagles. Fuck yeah, dude. Like I feel like in New York, there's a lot of New Yorkers who just aren't sports fans and could care less about the Giants or Jets or whatever. But in Philly, like Eagles is fighting words. Well, dude, it, it, it's, it really is like, I don't know what people who don't like sports do <laughs> yeah like, i don't know i don't know where your energy goes like when you're mad you just like what you just go to therapy and talk yeah. about that like who do, what young 22 year old athlete do you yell at i don't understand i don't understand where people's emotions are going if not towards that right i i mean i think i mean there's politics everybody likes yelling at politicians oh my God. um but but you need, there's more anger than just that. You need to yell at like Joel Embiid, not, you know, not, uh, not coming through. Don't even start, yeah. man. Don't let's not start on that note. Okay. Dude, but... what a fucking, that was, I, I didn't, I didn't watch game four. I don't I don't know oh, what yeah. happened. I was like, they're going to lose. Yeah. Didn't watch it. And I don't know. Like, I, I, I know people are saying blow it up and I'm like, maybe, Maybe blow it up. I don't know how the fuck has Ben Simmons not learned how to shoot yet. Yeah, that's. I'm I mean, like, what, what else do you have to do, dude? Right. If I was I, a professional athlete, which I am, uh, <laughs> I would spend all day in the gym. Just like if I knew that, like, shooting is the one thing he's missing from his game. So just do it. You can yes. get like ten trainers with you, dude. He shoots with the wrong hand. Mm-hmm. He shoots 
with the wrong hand. Like, yeah, it's like how I shot when I was like seven, like, like elbows out. Yeah. 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 I just don't get I, that. That's crazy to me. Cause there's, there's so who's the guy Shaq. Great. That Hall guy. of Fame player. <laughs> yeah. Somehow made it through the NBA through 20 seasons shooting 42% from the free throw line. Yeah. It's like, even if you're an uncoordinated dude, just like working nonstop at it could get you to be decent. Like that's just reps. I mean, with, with Ben Simmons, it's one of the most frustrating things as a fan because you're like, man, if he didn't have defenders slagging off of him seven feet, cause they know he's not going to just like put one up. It's like, he'd be, he would really be unstoppable. I think he'd be the best player in basketball. Yeah. But like, yeah. you just can't, I don't know. It's it, the Sixers are just like an eternally frustrating team for so many reasons. It, it feels like such a dream unrealized with the whole process. Yeah. Because I, because I was so down for it. I was like, first off, everybody exaggerates how long they were, they were tanking for. They're like, Oh, they were bad for 13 years. It's like, dude, it was three seasons. <laughs> yeah. And people also, when they talk about it, they're, they, they make it sound like tanking in a way that like the, players were going out there trying to throw the game. No. It was just like, yeah. no, they just like sucked and collected assets and it, and it mostly worked. And then they just and like gave up yeah, on it. They, well, they, they, they lost their stomach for it. The NBA was getting pissed. Yeah. And so they basically ganged up yeah. on, uh, on Hinky and it's, and then the guy they fucking replaced him with is yeah. the guy that has fake burner accounts for himself, like tweeting about like his wife's tits or whatever they yeah. were talking. Like just <laughs> insane, like a like a psychopath. Like they got like this like daddy's boy loser right. to take over a guy making the boldest move in the NBA and basically like short arm the plan that he had. And this it's crazy. Like the Sixers went from yeah, for that, for those three seasons of getting bad, they gained all those assets, and then I just you just watch Colangelo just flush them down the tube with shit trades. Yeah, choose keeping the wrong players around, like basically, essentially built the most of the team that we have now, where nobody can fucking shoot a three. Yeah, I mean making then, that trade uh, for for Tobias Harris, who's like a fine player, but giving up so much. And now he's like one of the worst contracts in the game. Uh, it, yeah. It's sad to see that they, it, that they didn't, you didn't get to see the plan go to fruit, like finally finish was, out and go to fruition. It was working so well yeah. too. That's like the, the frustration, like the fact that Embiid got hurt for two seasons helped yeah. because it meant more like, it meant you were going to get him for longer when he was healthy and you had more time to build the base. And the, the other thing people don't talk about with the process is you develop players that wouldn't get a chance otherwise to develop. TJ McConnell is a quality player in Indiana right now. I don't even know where Covington is. He's in Houston. Those, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I know he. I know he's moved a bunch since. I still think of him as min in Minnesota. For yeah, because he was originally part but, of the Butler trade. Yeah, that's why. I think that's why. But the um, those guys wouldn't have NBA careers if it wasn't for the process. Those that's where they develop them. Like part of the process, it's not just like eating shit and winning seven games for three years. It's you find players at very low contract rates and then make them part of what you're building. But uh, it should have been if it was going to fail, it needed to be hinky. Yeah, fucking it up. 
Like yeah. to, to have him leave makes you go like, yeah. What and was then the, what was the point of that? What was the point of the tanking? If you didn't get to let him finish it through as it was starting to work, just do just a God awful job afterwards. And now like after all those years of collecting all those assets, like, I mean this, their cupboard is bare. They There's nothing. Yeah. So There's now they have to, I, I think. So what would you do if you were like kind of, guiding the front office i i think you you have to give Embiid and simmons one more one more year together just try it uh, with a good I, uh, yes i mean what they were gonna do and i guess they started to was they i love that they just went ben simmons at the four mm-hmm. ben simmons at the four we're not gonna try him as a point guard because kind of important for point guards to shoot more than twice a game so I feel like we didn't get to really see how the team would play with that. Um, they're not going to be able to tr- – I don't know what they're going to – I don't know who they're going to get rid of around them that isn't a good fit. Yeah. Like, So I guess you're just stuck with Tobias Harris. And not that, like you said, not that he's a bad player, but there's really no need for him and Ben Simmons to be on the same team. Yeah, I so mean, like, he's, okay. he's an okay shooter, Tobias. So he could okay. play – he could at least play with Ben Simmons. Well, the guy they had last year was the guy, like, Redick is the guy you, oh, yeah. you need someone to, that can just shoot lights out. Like, that's yeah. what they're missing. I guess they thought Shake Milton could do that. Mm-hmm. And he could for a little bit, but, like, that's not a – it's so frustrating, man. It, like, it, it, it's like, I'm, like, still bummed about it because this season was frustrating as a Sixers fan already because they, they, they played the way they played all year. But, like, I kind of had hope. I was like, maybe in the bubble – Maybe the bubble's what it takes for Ben Simmons to start shooting. Yeah, and we, then he gets injured, and then you're right. like, well, they're definitely not going to win without him. Let's just not get embarrassed. And then they get... Pretty embarrassed. They get embarrassed, <laughs> and, and it's not just losing. Anytime you get swept, you're going to feel like shit. But like, it, it's, it's, it was such like a lackluster, like depressing feeling the whole time. You're just like, I, I love Brett Brown, and like I want him to be... I, I really want him to have success because I feel like through all of the shit that Philly basketball fans have been through, like he deserves a chance for like, I mean, you think about last year, was it? Yeah. Last year, the, uh, the, the, the play against Toronto where you're like, that ball doesn't go in. And what's the story on the Sixers? They're, yeah. they're all of a sudden they're not a, they're not a failure. They're like, they're in the finals with a chance to win. Like it was, it was there. <laughs> like right. we were close. But and then maybe they re-sign Jimmy Butler, keep him around, and he's killing it in Miami. Yeah, but I, I, did you listen to the Butler uh, Reddick interview where he talks about why he didn't want to stay in Philly? Oh no, I, this was uh, on JJ Reddick's podcast. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he's he's a he look he's a malcontent. Like <laughs> I think everybody knows that about Jimmy Butler. Yeah, a lot of his teammates so, hate him. Yeah, well, they, I think they just like he's just a. He didn't. He clearly didn't think Brett Brown would, had control of that locker room. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's weird after that loss against Toronto. In my head, and maybe this is just me being a fan. It's definitely me being a fan. I was like, "This is the thing that focuses everybody. This is the thing that like Ben Simmons comes back next year with a jump shot. Well, like how, how how do you not? How do you not when you lose on like a, a quadruple bounce? Fucking go to the championship what like how do you like how does that not motivate you yeah to fix every hole in your game 
So the fact that it really didn't coming back this off season, that he, he was marginally better, but like he, he had not like revolutionized his uh, revolutionized reinvented. Right his ear. He had not made the changes that yeah. I thought he was going to make to his game. I think he did his maybe, first maybe. three this year against the Knicks, of course. Oh, no, I remember. Of course, yeah. against the Knicks. No, I no. Well, it was, it, was, it was like a running bit with Philly fans. Like, every time he hits a three, we all, like, lose our shit on Twitter. Yeah. So, like, I don't know, man. I, I guess give him another year. If you're going to give them another year, like, you might as well give Brett another year, too. <laughs> Just, <laughs> well, he's already gone. Like, oh, did he get fired? Yeah, he got fired yesterday, I think. I didn't even do I didn't yeah. even know. Honestly, yeah. like, I like I said, I didn't watch game four, so... Right. Fine. Bye. See you later. And I think they're 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 gonna hire a new GM, like reshape the whole front office. Oh, no more Elton. I think Elton's gonna stay around, but he's not gonna be in charge. He's gonna go back to play the five. Yeah, I think that they need that. (laughs) They need they need another backup. Yeah, center. (laughs) I yeah. I mean, you could see like Giannis. He he couldn't shoot either, but he kind of learned to be at least pat decent at th- at shooting threes, and it's just like yeah. another weapon in this tool belt. And that I, I think Ben Simmons has amazing like hand like handles and passing vision and court vision. That if you just surrounded him with shooters, it could work. Um, yeah, but I don't know. Like him it's, and Embiid, the, the, maybe they have the to trade Embiid. Don't. The pieces yeah. don't fit. I really think that's what it is. Like it, in the end, I don't think it fits. Yeah, and that sucks. And I wish it wasn't the case. But you know, like there's also an argument about like which player do you keep? Like who do you think actually has the most upside? You know, yeah. like I, I I I favor and B, but it's also that's probably the part of me that like just really likes his personality and likes. Yeah likes him like messing around on social media. I'm like, keep that, keep the, keep the guy that genuinely makes me laugh, which not a lot of athletes do. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's my head talking, I, I feel like you keep, if you're going to keep one of them, you keep Simmons because he's less likely to get injured. And I just it, feel like, I, I feel like Embiid's window's got to be smaller. Yeah. And what if it's uh, your dick talking? Well, it's that too. Yeah. I've made love to both of them. <laughs> yeah. Ben gave me a night to remember. Nice. Uh, I think I would keep Ben Simmons too, but that's with my head, not my dick. It sucks though, man. Like I, I just love, I love Joel. Like, yeah, he's awesome. I think, is and, that and true it, of like a lot of Philly fans that they just absolutely love him? Yeah, man. It's like, uh, I am a sentimental fan. Like I was like when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, I was like, keep Foles trade once. I don't give a mm-hmm. shit if we don't win a game for three years. This dude won the Super Bowl. Like he gets to like almost like Jordan with the last dance. I'm like, you get to run it back. Right. If you win, you come. I always <laughs> think of when the when the uh, Ravens won the Super Bowl with shitty Trent Dilfer. Yeah. And then they were like, here's what we're gonna do to go back. Bring in a brand new quarterback. And it's like, no, dude. Your team won with a shit quarterback. That's your team. Like the shit quarterback gets a chance to go back. And then if he can't do it, then you go. Mm-hmm. But like, if you win, you it's, it's like a, it's like an, it's like an honor thing. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like, I don't know. I love Carson Wentz too, but that was like, as soon as he was on the Super Bowl. I was like, trade him. He's got to go. 
Right. I mean, especially once Foles did that. And then Dude, is Foles, Foles still, is is Foles still Foles. in Philly? No, man. Yeah. He's in he, – he went to Jackson. He stayed in Philly for a year but backed yeah. up Wentz. Right. Then Wentz got injured again. Foles played great in the next year's playoffs and was poised to take them to the championship game. And then, like, a receiver dropped a pass, and it the guy got an interception, and that was the end, and Foles went to Jacksonville where he got injured and now he's in Chicago and I think he's going to start in Chicago now. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, whatever team he's on becomes my second favorite team, man. Dude yeah. want to came off the bench and want to, uh, won a super bowl in the town, maybe most starved for it. Like the, he's the best backup of all time. Speaking of, speaking backups, of backups. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, you like that? Yeah, I do like that. Um, and that backup performance relates to your podcast, which you, it has not been released yet, right? No, I just have like an intro episode up mm -hmm. right now, which, which I saw that you subscribed to. Thank you very much. Yep. My friend. Of course. Um, oh, did our groceries just come? Oh, what'd you get? Well, we, we did, uh, we, we got our groceries delivered which we've never done before. Is this good for your podcast? This is, this is great. No, listen my listeners are don't very cut, hungry. Don't cut it out. I Leave won't. It. I won't. I never cut yeah, no, anything. We, we got our... Oh, sorry. You go. You go. I was going to say, I never cut anything. It's just too much oh, work. Oh, great. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, well like, dude, I, I recorded the first episode of my podcast, and it's mostly me talking. And like every 13 seconds, I say something to get me make sure I never work in a writer's room or have a career. So I'm nice. like, I got to cut this shit. Like it's just me ranting or it's me talking with my wife and like, I'm like coughing into the mic and stuff. So just, and I'd never edited anything. So the process of like learning how to run a podcast is insane. So when you say you don't edit your stuff, I'm like, I might just by the third episode, I might be in the same boat as you. Right. Right. Cause it's, it's a, it is a shit ton of work to try to edit out all the crap you don't like. Yeah. And especially to make it where there's not, there, you don't have long pauses between the things you say, or, and it seems seamless. I'm just like, eh, fuck it. You're like, fuck it. Like, fuck it. I'm going to post it with me doing that Asian accent joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, my take will have me yelling at my wife for like throwing something out from the fridge that I don't want. <laughs> I'm going to eat that. What are you doing? Uh, okay, so your podcast, it's called Bring in the Backups. Yes. And it's uh, a story, an epic, or I guess each episode is about a different backup quarterback. Yeah, so like I pick a quarterback, um, we review his career, and then his life before and after his career. So some guys are like, you know, most backup quarterbacks are, uh, you know, hung themselves. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. They're just <laughs> around. You yeah. know, they're a football player. I, who knows? They're teaching or they're yeah. coaching a high school team somewhere. So it's like, yeah, you just kind of like talk about their career, where they bounced around to. And then usually what happens is as I talk about backup quarterbacks, like they've been in eight or nine cities. I've lived in a bunch of cities too, just because of how I grew up. It usually just like, so if it, it reminds me of a time I was in Pittsburgh or something, I'll talk about that. Yeah. So it's kind of like a combo of one of those podcasts where you listen to like a, uh, a throwback story from a guy in the nineties that you rooted for as a kid. It's like that mixed with all of my, uh, problems. <laughs> yeah. Life. And why you're here. Yeah. And then we get, and then we, every, every episode we get a guest, uh, somebody from sports or comedy that I've met 
and you know, I, I, the rule I have with them is like they can talk about the backup quarterback for their episode or they cannot. So mm-hmm. it, hopefully it's a show that doesn't have to necessarily be just for people who like sports. But obviously, if you hate sports, you're going to fucking hate my podcast. Yeah. Well, I'm sure a lot of these backups have like interesting tales and interesting lives afterwards that you don't necessarily need to be a sports fan. So who yeah. are who are some of the backups um, that you've either recorded episodes about or that you're thinking of recording episodes about? Dude, first guy is Coy Detmer. Oh, yeah. The, brother of Ty bro- Detmer. Brother of every. Well, here's the thing. Everybody knows Ty. Yeah. And he, he won a Heisman and a national he won, championship. He, he won the Heisman. I don't know if he won a national yeah, championship. I don't know. I know, he won the, I know he won the Heisman at BYU. Yeah. Um, and Coy Detmer is like, Coy Detmer was at Colorado, had a very good career, solid career at Colorado. He's five years younger than his brother. But everything he does, if his brother's here, his Koi comes in right here. Like yeah. he's definitely got that like little kid, younger brother syndrome going on. And I just find that very compelling. I've got six siblings or five siblings myself and one of six. So that right away, like that made me like him. I remember when I was 13 years old was when he was drafted by the Eagles and his brother was on the team. Mm. So it was Ty Detmer was the second string quarterback and Koi Detmer <laughs> was the third string quarterback. And right away, I was like, Coy Detmer is my favorite player on the Eagles. Uh-huh. I love that that like he's fighting his older brother for a spot on the roster. Yeah. And then I remember in 98, I was watching. I used to watch. Uh, I don't even remember where I would have been living when I was 13. But anytime an Eagles game was broadcast or on Monday Night Football, I would always stay up with my dad and watch it. And I remember watching the Coy Detmer Green Bay Packers game at Lambeau Field. The Eagles are like two and 12 they're horrible it's like this two seasons before they drafted McNabb I think and they lose the game but Coy Detmer throws a touchdown pass and like looks at Brett Favre and like does this celebration where he like whips his penis in front of him (laughs) and I'm like this is like I'm 13 years old I'm discovering my body like I'm like I know what he's doing I know what that is and I'm like that is so (laughs) it was so funny I laughed it's like one of those laughs that you have where you just remember it for the rest of yeah. your life. I've got like five or six of them, mostly your improv scenes and Thanks. that. So, <laughs> and Coy Detmer whipping his penis around. And Coy Detmer whipped Coy Detmer, but it was specifically on national TV <laughs> to Brett Favre. Yeah, and I and I remember like like later in the game, like Brett Favre threw a touchdown. He like ran back to midfield and like looked at Coy Detmer and like whipped his dick, and they were like challenging each other. <laughs> I was like, dude, how much do I love this guy? He like, we, I think he was a seventh round draft pick. Right. Like was battling his brother to even stay on the team the year before. And now he's like, he's just got so much. He just has balls, man. Like that's what it felt like is he was a fun guy to root for. And so I just followed him his whole, he was with the Eagles until 2006. And I just loved him. He was the holder on kicks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, he's the best holder in the league. <laughs> Number one. And he, and he was, and he was like David Aker. He like David Akers is like a uh, hall of fame. Eagles kicker hit like 90% of his field goals with the team. And he's like, I'm a good kicker because Coy Detmer is an amazing holder. Oh, wow. So like his, his holding prowess is not like just a bullshit thing. I say to myself, cause I like the guy, like he is legit. One of the greatest holders in NFL history, yeah. but who, but also who gives a shit. Um, yeah, it's not- so that's, so that he's like the, he's my first episode and he's honestly like the, 
the ingenue for my for what I'm doing. I'm like I'm chasing people with those types of stories, but I want to do it not just for the teams I like, but you know, you pick guys from who've been around the league and hopefully no matter what team you root for, at some point I'll get to a quarterback that's played for your team that you have a memory of. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, that's that's the idea. Yeah. And I like that, you know, he still never really made it in the NFL. It's not like it's not like Tom Brady because he was a backup to Bledsoe. Yeah, that's what, that's what all my douchebag friends are like. Oh, like Tom Brady. I'm like, yeah, there's not enough podcasts yeah. about Tom Brady. Nobody knows I'm much sure, about him. I'm sure I'll really break. I'm sure when people want to <laughs> listen to stories about Tom Brady, they want to listen to me. No, the idea of like, I, I remember I had an idea like during the uh, quarantine, obviously, to like start a podcast. And I was talking with my friend who just goes, well, what do you do in your free time? Because if you're doing a podcast, it's going to take up so much of your time. It should be something you really like. And like literally at the time I was like watching a YouTube video of Gus Perot, mm-hmm. like the old Redskins quarterback. I was like, I'm just watching an old, old clips of this guy who kind of <laughs> suck. And he was like, how often do you do that? I'm like, I do this every day. Like I love, I love, the story of backups coming into the game and getting like one chance to play. Uh-huh. Like that's like, I think that's funny for some reason. Yeah. And he's like, well, your podcast should be about that. I was like, Oh, all right. That's awesome. So, so I, re- I really owe my friend. It was, it's uh my friend, Rob Stern. Okay. Uh, oh, the really, famous Rob Stern. I really owe him for you. You know? Yeah. I, did I mention him? You already? mentioned Yeah. Well, maybe that was before we started recording. So it's new to the listeners. New to the listeners, but to us, you think I'm probably in love with Rob Stern. <laughs> yeah, I would think so. Um, and I love the the story about Coy Detmer celebrating. Uh, it reminds me, it's actually last year, Mario Hazonia was on the Knicks, and they were playing the Bucks. and he has this dunk. He doesn't dunk over Giannis, but like Giannis is trying to get back on defense and kind of falls like sure, while the dunk. Sure. So then Hazonia like after he just steps over Giannis and like stares him down. <laughs> yeah. And then like Giannis drops 50 on them. And yeah. He's still on the Knicks. <laughs> right. Yeah. Dude, you got to take what you can get, man. Yeah. Like yeah. life is short. You, if you get a chance to dunk on Giannis, even if you fell down, hell yeah, you step over it. Like, <laughs> what are you, yeah what are you holding out that moment for like oh no in, in a couple of years when i'm equal to him that's when i'll step that's over. when i'll start my celebrations yeah. no dude you take it i'm reading have you read the book sapiens i have not um they talk a lot about like human nature and like why why people have a lot of the habits they do now it just traces back to like years and years of being like uh hunter gatherers and a lot, the reason a lot of people overeat is because if you were a homo sapien walking around at the time of hunter-gatherers and you came across a bush full of berries, mm-hmm. the intelligent thing to do would be to gorge yourself on the berries before another animal could get to it, before somebody else in your group would get to it. Like, you eat it. You eat until you can't eat anymore. Right. You take what's in front of you. I don't know how that relates to the Hazonia dunk, <laughs> no. but I'm thinking it's like you have to, it's like it's in our DNA. If something's there, you take it fully because you could literally get eaten by a saber-toothed tiger in 15 minutes. Right. So act so like I, it's the I, biggest thing ever. And then. Yeah, yeah, no, I fully, I fully support him doing that. Yeah. <laughs> it is I one of the fully, best memories of, of the last season. 
I also fully support people burning bridges in the moment when they're upset. <laughs> I I think life is short. You got to take right. those opportunities. Yeah. When they present themselves. I mean, there's nothing like just storming into a room in front of a bunch of people and telling the person in the room to go fuck themselves. <laughs> That's why I not not to get political, but when people are like, how can anybody vote for Trump? I'm like, have you ever told somebody to go fuck themselves? That's what they did. And that feeling, forget Trump for a second. Right. The feeling of telling someone you don't like to go fuck themselves is one of the greatest feelings in the world. Yeah. So it's very easy to tap into why anybody would generally speaking, like putting a middle finger in the face of somebody they don't like. So yeah, I'm a, you know, of course I'm kidding. You shouldn't really do those things, but you know, in the moment I understand people's low, uh, what, what would you say? Uh, uh, more, they're just like base level. Des- yeah. More base level desire to like live in the moment. I'm, yeah. I'm with it. Yeah. Sometimes when I get mad, like, uh, they're a friend, a family member, or a work colleague. I start like going through my head about like how awful and shitty a person that person is. And if I ever do like tell them, not maybe in those words, but I blow up, and then right after I'm like, oh shit, I don't feel good about that. I didn't know they were gonna yeah, yeah. react like not in the way that it was <laughs> going in my head. Yeah, well, that's a that's a big thing with uh, I've like learned in therapy, which is like anytime I'm having a conversation with somebody else in my head, I'm wasting my time. Like yeah. the time to actually have had that conversation is like when I talked to them last week or if I'm going to see them in a week. It's like to be when you plan it out in your head, it just all it ends up doing is making you a worse listener in the moment. Yeah, I think that's Cause very you're true. Like, yeah, because you're kind of like you're like you're almost like trying to guide them into the conversation you've already had with them versus like. Maybe that week they got like shot. Yeah. Or something. Possible. Like maybe they've had like a huge, I mean, maybe they got not. shot but, and didn't tell you about it. And they were just like, trying yeah, to- yeah. They, and they recovered very quickly from the last time you saw them. Yeah. And while they have all the emotional, they've retained right. all the lessons from getting shot. It somehow hasn't been a thing they posted on Facebook. Yeah. So you, and if they didn't do that, you have no idea it ever happens. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, who are some other backups you have in mind? I want to get, I think I can get Charlie Batch on my show. Oh, wow. I think I'm going to try for Charlie Batch in episode two. Yeah. There's Charlie Batch. Was he on Detroit or Pittsburgh? So he's both. So he started (laughs) on, he's got a great story. Different from Coy Detmer. He started for the first three years of his career. And then I believe I just haven't done haven't done the full research on him, but I believe the Lions drafted Joey Harrington, mm-hmm. um, and he went to Pittsburgh, and he's from Pittsburgh or from very close to Pittsburgh, and he just back and I guess he was just happy backing up Ben Roethlisberger because he was on Pittsburgh for like eight seasons as the backup, and only got like a couple handful of starting opportunities after that, like whenever Roethlisberger was injured. But it's, it's just so crazy because like I don't remember him being bad in Detroit. Um, mm-hmm. I remember liking him. I remember kind of rooting for the Lions when, when a game would be on. It was very weird, but the first thing I did when I went to go look him up to see if I could get him on my show, I went to his Instagram page, and I saw he had posted an old video. And the video starts, it's him on the, they're on their own, the Lions are on their own two-yard line, and he drops back to pass. And just in my head, I go, 98 yards, Johnny Morton. And mm-hmm. then he throws the ball. Johnny Morton catches it, runs 90 yards. I'm like, and it was, I guess it was his first touchdown he ever threw. It was in like 97 or 98. 
And I was like, how the fuck do I remember that? I wasn't even a Lions fan, but I think I just watched so much like NFL primetime highlights, like that kind of stuff when I was a kid. I just have a lot of like that era of quarterbacks like imprinted in my mind. So it, does, right. it almost doesn't matter. Like if somebody says like Mike Tomzak, I'm like Pittsburgh Steelers. I can think of the years you start. Like I kind of just like, it's just kicking around in there because that's like the one thing I was obsessed with when I was that age. Mike Tomzak. I don't remember him, but though I did think Pittsburgh when you said that. Yeah. Cause, so, cause yeah. I think it's because we all have like, it's like these guys are just around. Yeah, And a lot of time with, I think the first time a lot of people even realize who the backup quarterback, like if you're not a big fan, a lot of people don't know who the backup is until the starter breaks his arm. And you're like, wait, who the fuck is the backup? And then like, you know, Tony Banks comes in. You're like, we have Tony, Tony Banks is on our team. Like you don't even know who it is. Like a lot of times with backups, like the second and third string quarterback will do this throughout the season. So you like you don't know who won the backup job in practice that week. So it's like a mystery when someone goes down. So yeah, I just think it's like I think I might have said this on my first episode, um, but they're like they're just like the vice presidents of every football team. Like <laughs> it means nothing until all of a sudden it means everything. Until and, someone like, I just shoots find that McKinley. Just, yeah, it's <laughs> it's just such an interesting place to live as a professional yeah. athlete, where you're like wear this jacket. Make sure this guy feels good about what he's doing. He's the starter. You help him. And then if he gets hurt, everything's on you. And if you fuck it up, you're gone. (laughs) It's just like, it just feels like it goes from low stakes to high stakes so quickly. And I think in a lot of ways, it takes more discipline to be a really good backup quarterback than it does to even be a good starter. Because I think you're, I think to stay, to keep yourself prepared like that when you might not play for years and then all of a sudden you're in for the last four games of a playoff push. I just, I, and all the other reason I'm doing the podcast is because nobody else is fucking talking about this. Like yeah, it's a good it might be too niche if I'm honest, but the, for the people that are crazy like me that like find something interesting in it, I think there's like a common thread through life for a lot of people yeah. that you could relate to what these guys go through. Yeah. And it must feel great, like after growing up a sports fan like that, to have this project now where you get to actually talk about sports. I mean, that's what I'm finally doing with this podcast. And it's just, even though, even though, like, I don't know, I, I even though I only have 1 million subscribers, um, <laughs> it's still, it's still me, like just an exercise for me. Almost. Do you tell people how many people listen to your podcast or should I ask you when the, when we stop recording? Um, to be honest, I don't have any idea how many people listen. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, I think, (laughs) I think the problem is I don't, unlike iTunes, it's not enough listeners to get any like sort of accurate analytics. But who are you? You have to be hosting your website, your podcast through a a website. I am. Yeah. Well, I have my own website that I hosted myself. So I'm not using, um, like service anchor or whatever, any service like that. Oh, so you, you, it goes through your website, right? Oh, wow. Okay. Cause I use Podbean. So it just tells me. Yeah. It's like, it's like 13 people listen to your intro episode on Apple podcasts. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So that's pretty good. 13. Yeah. We'll see. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I was surprised. Like I, I posted, I didn't really tell anybody and 13 people listened. I'm like, I don't know if that's good or bad. Yeah. I, 
I mean, I think it, I'm sure it takes a while to get anywhere with these things, but it's, yeah. it's I, I hosted it myself just cause like, I know how to do that shit, but I don't know. It would be nice to have some of these metrics and like not have to worry about. <laughs> well, that. you can always, if, can always if you move, if yeah. you have the RSS feed, right? Yeah. So you could still, if you changed your mind and wanted to like find one of those sites, you could just plug in your feed and you still keep everything that's yours now uh, is still yours on those sites. So it's not like if you really wanted to, you could just move it over. It doesn't take right. a lot of effort. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do that this well, weekend. I'll, or not. I think yeah, it's cool. You do right. whatever. Yeah, I'm not, you we'll know, see. You, we'll you see. Do you. Lots of time to figure it out because we'll be we're we're going to be indoors for six more years. <laughs> yeah, like on my on my uh, on my intro episode, I'm like, uh, go to my website for my tour dates, which should start up in 2025. On yeah. second thought, don't go to my website. Like, what's, the <laughs> what's the fucking point? <laughs> I'm not doing. I'm doing this. If you're listening to this, you're listening to the thing that I'm doing. Right. Yeah, I'm either doing this or annoying my wife. Mm-hmm. Yep, both productive. Yeah. Both productive, both important for the for the world. Yeah. Um. So, are you are you a hockey fan at all? I I keep telling myself I need to be. Yeah. Because That's I, I, I when myself. I was a ki- when I was in college I in college I I was uh I was actually reporting on the baseball and the football team for my school for a couple of years. Like I wanted to be a journalist for like a sports journalist. And so I thought it'd be a good idea to get a job. I went to school, uh, Christopher Newport university down in Virginia, and they have a minor league hockey team. There's the team that feeds into the capitals. Uh, it's the mm-hmm. Norfolk admirals. So I got an internship with that team. And so for an entire hockey season, I got to like do the on ice promotions where, you know, like where you like shoot a t-shirt cannon or like drive out onto the ice and like, yeah, Hockey, I just remember hockey fans being so cool, so down to earth. The hockey players are like that too. I think it's just because generally speaking, they're just not as famous as other athletes in yeah. sports. Like you really get like a very, like you could just have a conversation with anybody, even players that were on the Capitals two years later and like big stars in the league. Um, yeah, it just felt like everybody was just like a normal person. So I remember like really liking it and being into it when I was working on that team. And then whatever, I started doing comedy and just kind of lost it. But anytime I'm, anytime I see a hockey game, I'll watch it and be like, Oh, this is great. Wait, Phoenix has a team. And then I'll, <laughs> you know, and then I don't watch it again for a year. Yeah. But I do. I, but I, yeah, what were, what were you going to say? I was going to say that like, that. you know, I kind of go back and forth. I, as a kid, I was a huge hockey fan. Like back when the Rangers won the cup. Um, sure. Messier. Yeah, Messier, the guarantee game, all that. Um, I was just mentioning because yeah. now Phillies, you know, they're down a game, but they are, that's probably Philly's best team right now. Yeah, probably. Well, eh, yeah, it's their best team. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I, wanted to make, I wanted to make the argument for the Eagles, but the Super yeah. Bowl was two years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I apparently they're playing well. My, my dad is a huge hockey fan, so my dad will text me, Flyers up, one nothing. <laughs> I'll be like, great dad. Um, yeah, I've to be honest, in hockey, hockey's the one sport that I think because for whatever reason, my dad never took me to a game when mm. I was a kid for the Flyers. I went to go see all the other teams a lot. And I spent so much time in DC in high school, and like I would just get tickets to games for this is when the Capitals were, I guess, like starting to get really good. I'm kind of like 
50 50 whether yeah. i like the flyers or the caps like i might lean a little to philly just to like keep it uniform philly teams first but i probably know a lot more about the caps than i do about the flyers which is embarrassing to me like i feel humiliated <laughs> saying this on a podcast yeah well i'm i'm gonna cut that part out you gotta get the yeah that's the one that's thing. the one thing keep, that you said you like keep the, the chinese keep the chinese accent <laughs> yeah in. But lose the part where I say I might like a team that isn't from Philly. Yeah, that's offensive to your father. I like, uh, yeah, the, um, are there, they're still in with the Canadians, right? Uh, no, they, no, no. They, they beat they the, the Canadians. On. Now they're playing the Islanders. Oh, and I like the Islanders too. You know, I hate Long Island and everybody in it, but I don't hate oh, the yeah. Islanders. I don't know. I kind of like wife them. And her, my wife and her whole family's from Long Island. Yeah, son of a bitch. That's well. That's what? I met them once, and let me let me say you met them once. <laughs> it was uh, at a grad show at say. the pit, and it, like her parents let, were there. Let me let me bring her in here real quick. Okay. Um, I feel the exact opposite. I love Long Island, and I I think I I think I've realized why. The first thing, biggest mistake the Islanders made was moving into that into the Barclays Center after they told them we're not coming. And then we are because mm -hmm. now their hockey stadium is like missing <laughs> seats. Like it just looks fucking weird. Like it looks like they're just playing in like a tire plant because it's not built for hockey. Right. And I also think there's something so cool about those teams, like kind of like Oklahoma city thunder where you only have one team. Yeah. And Long, yeah, Island yeah. Has, Long Island has one team that plays in Long Island. It's the Islanders and that's it. I think there's something really cool about that. Um, so I was kind of wished that they had just stayed there. Well, they're now the moving back to uh, basically where Nassau Coliseum was. They built a new arena I, there. Whoa, I did not know that. Yeah, I think next season awesome. is going to be their first season like that. And it's true, like even though Long Island is still so close to New York City, it is almost like its own little enclave and its own island it is, and its own culture in so many ways. It is fully. My, my wife's from Williston Park, which is kind of close to the border of where like you Queens would end and Long Island would begin. Technically it's the same landmass, but whatever that, wherever that dividing mm. line is. And, uh, yeah, like when we would go to go visit her, like her family in Long Island, I'm like, this is like a little town. Like mm -hmm. I love, like, I, like I also grew up moving every two years, living on military bases where I could be in New Jersey or Louisiana or South Carolina and everything kind of looks the same. Everything's uniform. Like you're not really, living in that place you're living with the military people that are stationed there so i remember just like liz walking me through her hometown in long island being like this place is great you guys have your own local bars you've got a bunch of douchebags that like ride into the city and are annoying like you've got like a you've got a thing here i mean the thing is that a lot of people are assholes but like it's still <laughs> it's a thing, still a thing. Yep. like like, and I, it just, so yeah, I always get like jealous when we go back to Long I'm like, I wish I grew up in a place like this where like there was a people go, oh yeah, Long Islanders, pieces of shit. I'd be like, it'd be cool to be associated with, with a shit. piece of shit yeah. place. Like I would like that. <laughs> and also like they got cool, they got cool stuff there. They yeah. got, you know, I don't know. They it's do. They place. have, and they have train stations so you can leave. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't. I get why people don't, I get why people don't like it, but like for me, I'm like, it's where the rich people from New York go live. Like it's not, and yeah. there's not all rich people. Like my wife didn't grow up like that. Like 
they got, they have a working class there. There's people that just love Long Island because it's, you know, you're close to the city, you know, you can get to other places. I don't know. It's to me, I think as a military brat, I'm just very trained when I move somewhere to be like, what's good about this place? Could I live here? And the answer is always yes. There's something like mm-hmm. we'll go on, like we went on vacation to Joshua Tree um, like a year ago. And I was like, I could I was like, that was the first time I was ever like really in the desert. And I was like, I could live in the desert full time. I saw one person like that had like rocks decorating their front yard. I was like, this place is great. I could live here. Yeah. And that's its own culture too. So, and with rocks and <laughs> all that. West that's what I'm saying. Like I, that's why they, I'm glad they're getting their hockey team back. That should be a long Island thing. Yeah. And like good, good for them. Happy. They're moving back. Why do you, why do you hate it though? You said you hate it. It's it's, I, I don't really hate it, but like I grew up, <laughs> I grew up in New Jersey, uh, which is like, it's also a suburb of New York and it's very similar to Long Island in a way, but like I had all these cousins who, uh, lived in Long Island and like they, they, yeah, very like Jappy, I guess would be the best way to describe them. Uh, yeah. 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 I, dude, I, first off, by the way, New Jersey, talk about kid brother syndrome with Coy and Ty Detmer. Yeah. New Jersey's got two brothers. Right, like you've got like the New York oh, yeah. City people, then you've got the Philly people. If you're in South Jersey, it's the middle sibling, so, like, in a way. Yeah, I mean, you're really feeling it if you're uh, if you're in Jersey. It's like, yeah, I think there's, I think, yeah, like, yeah, I remember, like, because I lived in Jersey. That was another place I lived when I was a kid, and people would always shit on Jersey. I'm like, it's another great place. Like, they got they got a little town. There's an ice cream shop in Red Bank. Like, it's not that bad. They do all, like yeah. people. Yeah, it's like I, I don't know, man. I think there's there's something to appreciate about anywhere you are in the country. Like there's something unique to that spot. And as long as they have one of the four major sports plays within two hours, I could live there. Yeah, but there are places where it's just college football. Which, by the way, is I'm huge into college football oh, yeah. and I've gotten into it in recent years. And I think that's why, because I mean, partially because I've. Uh, with standup, I've been traveling a lot more and doing festivals and that's taken me to like, you know, South Dakota or I was in Hawaii back in, uh, like, geez, I was going to say, Oh my God, was I in Hawaii six months ago? That can't be right. Holy shit. I was in Hawaii six months ago. It feels, I literally almost said it was, I literally almost said two years. It was six months ago. (laughs) I was in Hawaii. It feels like six months ago. It does feel like it literally, it literally does. Yeah. It's either, it was either six months ago or yesterday. I can't believe it It feels like we're in a vortex, but yeah. So I was in Hawaii and I remember like I drove past the, um, Aloha stadium Mm. where they do like the pro bowl and it's where the Hawaii football team plays. And I was like, man, if I lived here, I'd be the biggest fucking Hawaii rainbow warriors fan ever. Like with college football, you're never too far away from some fan base that loves a team. Yeah. I'm like, I just, I just need that part of my monkey brain needs like (laughs) wherever I live, like it's gotta be a place close where I can cheer for a group of people and we all get to wear the same shirt. Yeah. (laughs) If I've got that, if I've got that, I can find happiness. I can build around that, you know? Yep. So yeah, that's why college football is great. Cause even if you're in fucking Montana, they still have a college. And they got a, I'm sure they have a rivalry with like Idaho or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I bet they do. I wonder no, if that's they a do. good thing to look up. Montana I don't know if and it Idaho, is like, probably. Yeah, maybe Boise State and. I like that it's Boise State, not just Boise. 
Like it could just be yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I like uh I like how I Boise like, State actually. I like how they have the blue football field. Uh, there's a team um Charlie Batch actually went to um Eastern Michigan. Okay which is like the shittiest of all there's like Michigan and then there's a central Michigan, there's a Western Michigan and there's an Eastern Michigan. Wait, is that all also Michi- where magic Johnson went? I don't know. Or Eastern Michigan's possible. No, I know they have a Michigan state. I know that Eastern Michigan actually has had a decent basketball team in the past. Their football team has been horrible. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, it's considered like one of the worst football teams in college football history. And their field is gray. Oh, so wow. when you watch game, when you watch their games, it literally looks like you're watching a game from like the 1930s. Yeah. And they, they've set that up. Like they call it the factory. <laughs> and I'm like, we guess so, so it looks like, yeah. <laughs> it looks like you're like working in a steel mill Yeah. and they have a, they have a fully gray field. Steel. And I'm like, man, this is, I get what Boise did. I think there's like a, there's another team. I think Charlotte or something or some team or some team in the South in North Carolina has like a a, a teal field. Mm. I'm now I'm like, I can't think of which team it is. I don't know if gray works. It's either the worst idea for a field or it's the best idea. But I recommend people YouTube Eastern Michigan football and try to watch five minutes of it. And you're like, it's it it in a weird way you can't take your eyes off it. Yeah. And it, it just gray too. It's like yeah, this it's it's dirty yeah, so, factory. They, they, they'd probably say silver, but it's gray. <laughs> the silver. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I was wrong. Magic Johnson went to Michigan State. It was Larry Bird who went to some weird, obscure Indiana school. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at pictures. It looks like I'm looking at, uh, and maybe these are from the 1950s, but that's what it looks like. <laughs> it's it's a dude. It's a the the reason I know my uh. My dad went to West Point, so I went to a lot. I, I'm a big fan of Army football. I watch a lot of their games, and they they went to go play there. And I, I put the game on. It was on like CBS or something, and I spent like four minutes fucking with the TV to try to get the color right. And I realized like four <laughs> minutes, I'm like, oh no, that's what it looks like. I was like, oh my god, it's 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 really jarring. I like I said, any anybody who wants to be a Larry the Athlete podcast completist and yeah. just YouTube Eastern Michigan football game yep. and see what we're talking about. That trivia is going to come up in the uh, when when we release a book. Is there a book coming? Yeah, there's a book coming. Okay. <laughs> All the Larry. Once the you Athlete figure out episodes. once you figure out how many listeners you yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. I'll know how many. Figure out how many listeners we have. Release a book, and then a third thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Eric. Uh, this has been great. Thanks for coming on the pod. Uh, is there yeah, anything man. you'd like to plug or tell people where to find you? Yeah, just go to my uh, go to my website, erichelwig.com. Um, you can find my podcast there. Right now, there's no... I, do you know when this is getting released? Uh, probably tomorrow. Oh, shit. Jesus. Okay, great. Well, yeah, go to erichelwig.com and check that out. And uh, you can subscribe to my podcast now. The first episode's looking like it'll be out first or second week in September, but you can listen to the intro and um, yeah, just make sure you're subscribed. So you're ready to hear it when it drops. Yeah, definitely subscribe. Uh, The intro was very funny. I laughed a lot. That's the whole point. Yeah. It's all about sharing memories and laughter. (laughs) I had a, uh, and then I'll leave because I see you're busy and you're like, Eric, 
wrap yeah, it up. I'm giving you the signal. Bag. There was a lady who was like, uh, I took like a podcast class and then she offered to like look at our stuff. So she looked at my stuff and she was like, it's funny, but I think you should really focus on the sports and make it like a serious sports show. <laughs> and I was like, no, yeah. <laughs> if it's not like funny, that's all I care. Like I have, I've, I've spent 10 years making sketches at the pit. Like I have a sea of online mediocrity that people can find where I'm not being funny. <laughs> I need this to be funny the yeah. whole time. Right. So when people tell me it's funny, that's what I care about. Yeah. And also there's like a, th a million, uh, serious sports podcasts. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's like it's, Bill gotta, Simmons or whoever that people listen to. You got to know who you're competing with. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not going to overtake like first take. Like yeah. I, you know, you got to be yourself yeah. anyway. Anyway, thanks again, Eric. Of course, I am at Larry the Athlete on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Bumble. You can subscribe to Larry Knows Sports wherever you listen to podcasts. May all your dreams be hoop dreams, and may the rest of your days be days of thunder. Good night!